Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Railsin. Sorry it's been so long since we've made an episode. Busyness, life. Yeah, just happens. Yeah. Um, but I think we mentioned at the end of last episode that our our diving board for this episode, not our topic, because remember, we don't have topics on Railsin. We just no, no. we just go with the flow. We go with the flow. Uh, we were going to discuss like storytelling, literature, that sort of stuff. Um I thought we could start by speaking about our our Person. song that we remember oh. how we we came up with the idea for like a, a pirate like we were gonna write something yeah. with pirates and monsters and we didn't have the monsters but we did get the pirates. Yeah, the pirates maybe the swords in we're still in the process. We'll just give you like it's a uh, process. We'll give you an update as we do these episodes. Yeah, yeah. But right now we've got pirates. We have maybe swords. And love, of course. And love, yeah. Yeah, so... I changed my mind. Love's one of the coolest things on my coolest list now. But... But swords. <laughs> <laughs> and... and uh, I don't even remember my list. Pirates, swords, magic. Love is magic. Love is magic. L- love is magic. Um, so yeah, so it's coming along. It's going to be like a sea shanty, plus a love ballad, plus a little bit of metal, you know. As... I mean... <laughs> pretty good combo I'd say yeah yeah interesting combination um, should we outline the, the storyline just briefly we'll leave it to because if you're listening to this you're probably going to want to listen to the song because I'm guessing yeah. it's a close friend of if ours we, if we ever make the song yeah I wrote some more lyrics today that's good you need to write lyrics yeah let it let it be let it be hereby known that I Weston Jameis Jones am a slacker <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't write lyrics <laughs> get on that okay but uh stories so i don't know why don't we start what's your favorite genre of story favorite genre of story i like i'm a sucker for tragic heroes kind of overcoming their circumstance okay you give know? me an example Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. His life is... Well, I mean, just... I guess really just one of, like, the main concept of Spider-Man. Where, like, his life is just so, like, horrible. Like, he... Like, it's not like... He's in slavery horrible, but it's like... He doesn't have, like... He has to balance being a normal guy... And being a superhero... Because with great power comes great responsibility. Of course, yeah. And, um, he has to balance that with a normal life and all the wrong things that can happen do happen. And it's just so tough to see in the second movie when he loses his powers and his life gets so much better. Cause at the start of it, he's like slacking off in his classes. He's he gets fired from his pizza job. Yeah. It's no longer pizza time. <laughs> he, uh, like all these wrong things are happening, but then his powers get away from him. And he's able to get back on his feet socially, but then the call to being a superhero returns. And I'd say after that, he does learn a valuable lesson of like managing yourself and like when to push your limits and when not to, you know? Yeah. Can you guess, can you guess what example I'm going to give next? Macbeth? No. Oh, of a tragedy or of your favorite? Well, not of my favorite genre, but something to go along with what you said. What are you going to say? 
All right, uh, everyone, for like the next oh. one minute, Stormlight Archive spoilers up through the end of book two, starting now. Okay, so um, those of you who know the Stormlight Archive, you'll understand this. Those who don't might be a little confused, but you get the concept. Um, so there's this guy, and he was a really good soldier, but a lot of bad things happened to him. He suffers from depression like a lot. And someone betrayed him, like he saved their life, and then they're like, thank you, but I'm going to sell you into slavery. So he became a slave, and things just kept getting worse, and he tried to save the people he loved, but they kept dying, and depression. And But finally, he rose up, and, you know, he, he's doing he's doing good. Um, he becomes, you know, a guard for an important, noble person. Um, but then he finds out that one of his friends has a grudge against the king, and is working with some people to try and kill the king. Um, and so he finds out about this, and the king is not a very good king. He, The king does some things to him, throws him in prison for making accusations at the person that sold him into slavery because he doesn't believe him. And so, you know, he's a little bit upset with the king, um, and he's, like, struggling through this, like, do I help him? Do I turn him in? Like, the king's not a good king. You know, if they killed him and someone else became the king, maybe... Life would be better for everyone, but what what's the line between, you know, right, the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, and it's a really interesting struggle that he goes through, and he has to come out on top, because he keeps trying to do the right thing, and it keeps going wrong for him, just kind of like with Spider-Man, you know, he's forced to take up this call of duty, despite, you know, everything mm-hmm. that he wants to do, that he should do. But then they pull through, and they conquer it, they have such what would you call it great ability mentally i'd say grit mental aptitude sure um yeah so that kind of went along with the with the spider-man thing now now looking at it it doesn't seem all that connected but it's a good example of kind of a rise up from slavery Mm -hmm. get go through some tough times you know the usual now, what's your favorite kind of story? So, <clears throat> favorite genre? Like, if we're just talking genres, your typical... Uh-huh. Uh, probably fantasy. I like fantasy, but I kind of like mixed genres. So like, a fantasy mystery. Or a fantasy romance. Or a fantasy, like, mixed with anything is kind of cool. Um, a fantasy nonfiction? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> if, if someone could pull it off, I would read it. Um, yeah, so kind of that mixed genre is cool to me. Um, mixed like, genres are really cool, especially when you do it right, because like each genre has its own goods and bads. Yeah, so if you can supplement the weaknesses by if you can fill the gaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite trope, though, I'd have to think about this one a little more. You mm-hmm. say things, I'm gonna think. A good version, like a good tragedy that I recently watched was the great gatsby i watched the newer movie uh again with toby Maguire and also leonardo dicaprio and it had an ending that a lot of people would feel normally unsatisfied with but i kind of liked it so have you seen or heard like the great gatsby i kind of want to read it. it seems like a like almost comical, but like with a dark undertone. Is that am I that's, reading that? That's fairly. I close. haven't read it, but it seems like something that would interest me. 
Okay, then maybe I shouldn't spoil it for you. I can like plug my ears or something. Okay, yeah, plug All your right, ears. You've got ten me. seconds. I right, got ten seconds. I really liked how Gats like in the end when Gatsby because no, I'm real good when Gatsby dies, but the girlfriend or the the his love doesn't end up calling, but it's Toby Maguire calling his best friend, and it's just so sad and it just pierces your heart so good. I. I'm a sucker for it. You're good. All right. That probably didn't make a whole lot of sense because I felt pressured to be fast and concise with it. But anyways. Anyways. Um, for a trope that I like, this is just one I thought of. Um, and and a lot of people feel like this one's been overdone, but kind of like the wake up, you have no idea what's going on, like no memories, like born identity kind of um, style thing. Um, and the... Like the discovery of your past kind of deal? or Yeah, and the audience... You, the audience knows as much as the character. So a lot of movies, the character knows a lot more than the audience and the audience kind of finds out over time. But where you're, you're getting in and the audience and the character know the exact same amount of information. Mm-hmm. And so they get to figure it out along with the character. You kind of feel like you're a part of the story and it sucks you in that way. So a good one is Source Code. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen that movie. Source Code, yeah, it's like a guy who who like died in a helicopter crash almost, but his brain was just alive enough that they could hook him up to this machine that they had that kind of makes like an alternate dimension past sort of thing. And they used him to explore, like they used his mind, they sent it into this alternate past to solve a crime that got committed so they could go catch the criminal in the real world, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, But like he, he wakes up, and he just remembers crashing the helicopter. There's no idea what's going on. You're kind of figuring it out along with him. So maybe that's why, um, like, murder mysteries and like detective shows are so popular, like so good, is because you get another level of like uh, of connection with the character as you're figuring out the clues along with them. Because the detective, it's not like he knows more than you. Because if he did, he would say it. Uh uh-huh. Or she. He or she. Um, we're not sexist here. Yeah. Um, like if the detective knew something, they would bring it to light. Unless it's the BBC Sherlock, in which case Sherlock Holmes knows a crap ton of stuff (laughs) that you don't and is just hiding it from you. But it's really good anyway. Kind of like the new Batman movie. Have you seen that? No. You told me to. I still haven't. Maybe we should watch it together sometime. I'd be done to watch it a second time. All right. But it has a lot of the mystery themes and like investigation side of Batman in it. So you're like kind of like following the clues along with him and it just helps suck you into the world better, into the character's some, point of view. Some, some, uh, some like more intellectual stuff combined with all the, the punching. Yeah. All right. Um, can I teach you something real quick? Yeah. Okay, so, well, it's not really teaching, but explain a system. Explain at me. um, So I listened to this other podcast. Shout out to The Legendarium. They're a fantasy novel podcast, and I'm a fantasy novel nerd. So, um, but when they analyze, when they're analyzing stories, they classify things the author tells you into three levels. You've got level one, which is what happens. Like, it's just the events of the story. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really good. You know, sometimes... uh, a scene is set really well and there's some beautiful descriptions like Tolkien, you know, set the scene, describe the the green beauty of the Shire, right? 
or a fight scene. You know, it's really well, you've got this image in your mind of the fight scene. That's level one stuff. So an author can be really good at these level one things. And level one is awesome. But it kind of goes up. Level two is character moments. So when a character grows or, you know, becomes better, I th I might be messing up this level two because usually they don't talk about level two. But level two is kind of like the next step up from a really well-written fight scene. It's a really well-written, you know, character relationship. These two people interacting with each other. It's kind of a little bit higher. And the highest is life lessons that you personally can take away and the author can kind of weave these morals into their stories and it's not like preaching at you but it's well written and that's good level three it's like stuff. what's inferred kind of or yeah yeah so like a maybe a character learns something and it's got this moral to it and somehow it's allegorical and applicable to your situation like in back to the future when like throughout all three movies when Marty McFly learns how to control his emotions and pride, and whenever they're like, what's the matter, you chicken? And then he's like, nah, at the end, you know? And then, like, the your fire disappears. And the... and he's a good guy, and he's no longer the two-tied monster. <laughs> <laughs> that was some weird stuff. But yeah, yeah, kind kind of like that. That would be like a level two plus level three if I'm understanding their system correctly. It's like the level three is, you know, like don't rise to insults, control your pride like you were saying. Yeah. Um, so level one is the events that happen. Yeah, that's that's the punching as they call it. The punching. And level two was the character's development. Is that what you said? Yes, I think we can go with that for now. Okay, then level three was your personal development. Yeah. Yeah, so plot development, character development, personal development. How does that like sound that. for you? Um, I apologize, Legendarium. I, I met Craig at a convention once. So if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for misunderstanding your system. Um, but if but if that's not your system, but if it's not your it, system, it's our system now. We we claim this system if it so happens to be different from the Legendarium system. Yeah. Um Do you wanna just like keep analyzing stories and see where it takes us? Sure. All right. One that I really wanted to talk with you about was the role of static characters. Yes, yes. That's something we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like in like sixth and seventh grade English, maybe we talk about like good ones and bad examples and like yeah. how to put yeah. it into a story. Yeah. I feel like when, you know, when I was learning about fiction in like earlier, like junior high English, um, your teachers would tell you, okay, there's two... Um, axes for the, I don't know, interestingness of a character. That might be a bad way to put it. That might not have been their point. But um, you've got how static or dynamic a character is. Do they stay the same or do they change? And then you've got flat and round. Like, are they exactly who they seem or are they a bit more complicated? So like, simple versus complicated. Like, this character is, you know, sometimes I feel like Dark Lords can be oversimplified like mm -hmm. all they want is to destroy the world for no good reason other than they want to destroy the world like darth sidious yeah yeah whereas darth vader's a bit more complicated he's a rounder character so flat round static dynamic um and i kind of always got the feeling that dynamic was better than static um so but but that's not necessarily true i've seen a lot of good examples mm -hmm. of static characters that 
really add a lot to the story. One we were thinking of the other day is Ferris Bueller, right? Yeah. So Ferris Bueller, he doesn't change over the course of the story. He doesn't learn any lessons, but he's such a fun character. He is a round character. I wouldn't say he's a flat character. There's, mm-hmm. there's more to him. Um, so I, in my opinion, characters should like usually be round. I think there's more exceptions to the dynamic rule than mm-hmm. there are to the round rule. I think that like that um uh, static round can make for a really good combo like uh like take Mr. Miyagi. He's yeah. a very static character. He doesn't like change at all. But then as you go throughout Karate Kid and but especially Karate Kid 2, he you find gets out about his past more roundness like to when him. he gets drunk and you know like Daniel finds out like oh his wife and child died like mm-hmm. he's got this tragedy in his past. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the non-stat? Is it just non-stat? Dynamic. Then the dynamic characters. I think it might be alright to have a dynamic character that's flat. Because... Can a dynamic character, by definition, be flat? If they're going to change, does that mean that there's more to them? That is... Like, if Darth Sidious all of a sudden defected to the light side, would you, like, say, oh, there is more to him than just a evil guy that wanted to yeah, I guess that probably wouldn't make sense okay like hear me out mm-hmm. we graph characters on like a, a graph you know so each character is a function they're like a line mm-hmm. and if it's just like a flat line that's that's your that's your static flat character mm-hmm. um, and then if you graph but if you have like a sine wave that kind of oscillates up and down that's your static round. So like there's differences in them. They're not just all the same, but they don't change over the course of time. Like over the course of time, they're just going to be going up and down sine wave between two points. So one axis would be staticity and the other one would be roundness or? No, I think it's just like time and like personality. You could put anything on the Y axis. So the Uh X axis is time. The Y axis is any character trait you know like evilness for example and so you know they could they could be to not be round like if they kind of changed a little bit um they could be a static round character so you know they're a little bit Mm -hmm. more evil or no 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 the thickness of the line so if the line's thicker it covers like a broader range because it's not like their changes like oh i'm more evil this day than this day but it's like like, well yeah but but that could be like the slope like if it has like a major change through it. Like they, like the moment when they realize something like, like the moment when Darth Vader looks at Luke being electrocuted and he's like, not today, Palpatine. But Luke, not Luke, Darth is a dynamic character. Oh, you're right. So I don't know. Maybe this whole graph thing was doomed to start with. We'll figure it out one day when we're both smart. Yeah. Someday. Um, other examples of well done static characters. So Mr. Miyagi, Ferris Bueller. I have an example that you wouldn't really know, but so there's this anime called My Hero Academia and it has like, so it follows, it most specifically follows a kid named Midoriya, but then through him through his whole classroom, like 
the side characters are basically as close as you get to main character. Like, it's like Harry Potter, kind of. Okay, yeah. How it's like, it's mostly on Harry, but Ron and Hermione are big parts of it. It's like that, with a whole classroom of like 20 kids or whatever. And most all of them are actually fairly static. There's a few that are dynamic, but I think that having all these static characters, because they're all static in their own ways, you know, like, like there's this one kid who's like just super angry all the time, but like constructive anger. Okay. Like uses it to battle to fight. And then like there's another, like there's like a girl who's like always shy or whatever, but always helpful. And like having all the different kinds of static in there creates almost like a rainbow, you know? Like they all, they don't blend together, which I guess a rainbow does blend. But it doesn't like yeah. mix. It doesn't become it like doesn't, brown. Yeah, it doesn't become brown. It they're they're all there's clearly different colors, but they all form together to make something that works. Gotcha. Gotcha. But if they change, you know, they might throw off the balance or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mentor characters I feel like are Probably often static. One. We had a big long discussion about Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. What, what did we decide? Is Dumbledore a static character or is he... I guess I'd have to wait for the new movie to come out to really tell, right? Because there's oh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I haven't in, seen out. any of the Fantastic Beast movies. They haven't been... Well, I mean, it's hard to top Harry Potter because those movies were just really well done. Those were well done adaptations. I say, like, if we're talking fantasy novel adaptation, which is a kind of specific category, mm-hmm. I'd put them second place to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there we go. So, really good. I mean, but Lord of the Rings is hard to beat as a book adaptation. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess hopefully the the new movie will give us some more insight into Dumbledore's character. But over the course of book slash movie series, you know, following the character Harry Potter, what's your conclusion on Dumbledore? Static or dynamic? Of the stuff that I've seen... I would have to say, oh, he's he's static, easy, in my opinion. Okay. Because, well, you see, you see him learn, kind of, like in the, I believe it was either the sixth movie, maybe the seventh, that he, like, cuts Harry off, and then later he's like, I'm sorry, Harry, I should have never done that. I thought that it would... Uh, that having you closer to me would bring the Dark Lord closer to me, but I realized that that just caused you more anguish and hurt our cause more than it helped us. That was number five. Yeah, number five where he cut him off. Because Harry had to deal with Dolores on his own, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, then, so, like, he learns lessons and stuff like that, but his personality really doesn't change much. Like, And his personality, I don't know, his personality the the determiner of if a character's changed, like if their personality has changed. So I feel like a lot of people, even while they're learning lessons, their personality stays mm. the same. Well, then what would be the definition what, of What defines character, is... character change? Morality? Like... Lessons? Why like They learn lessons, but what... You know, wisdom? I'm trying to think. Okay. Here's how we'll figure this out. Let's go through some dynamic characters and decide what changes in them 
Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter, and this is one of the main reasons that Harry Potter is not my favorite. I like it. It's really entertaining. But like looking back, I don't love it as much as my good old Brandon Sanderson stuff. Um, so who was I thinking of? Just barely. I don't know. Neville? You, Neville, he... Yeah, he's a dynamic character. He changes from being a kind of whimperish kid to end up being a total bad A and like... Yeah, kind of... He's a pushover, right? Mm -hmm. And we even see this in in book one when he tries to stop them from going for the Sorcerer's Stone, right? And Hermione just freezes him (laughs) like an absolute madwoman. Yeah, but but good on Neville for trying. Yeah, so his his courage increases. Is that is that a fair description of the change? Yeah. I'd say his courage increases and so does his like confidence in himself. And um what else changes? Yeah, self-confidence, courage um Let's keep a list of so we have self confidence and courage. Those are two now things that can change. Go for another dynamic character. All right, let's get away from Harry Potter. Poe is he um, a dynamic like Kung Fu Panda? Poe po from Kung Fu Panda. Yes, he is a dynamic character. I'm trying to think what exactly changes in him. Changes in him. I guess kind of the same things. Like he stops being a pushover with his dad. Because like, his dad like tells him what to do in the beginning all the time and stuff, and then like, yeah. he can't see the thing. Yeah, that's not like as major, but it is a change that's there. So, kind of similar along that confidence scale. Um, he learned a lesson that was it wasn't not like not like a math lesson, but a lesson on morality or like. I feel like the the change that went through him is he learned to accept himself for who he was. He spent his whole life idolizing the Fantastic Five, right? Mm -hmm. That was who he wanted to be. And then he gets there, he gets the chance to be one of them, and he can't. He just simply can't. And as long as he's trying to be the Fantastic Five, he's going to fail, right? Yeah. As soon as he decides to be him, just a better version of him, that's when he starts succeeding, so when he when he embraces himself for who he is, you know, the big panda who likes to eat, that's when, like, this is Master Shifu's big realization, right? When he's up on the shelf eating the cookies. Uh-huh. Master Shifu realizes... That he can't teach him the same way as the others. He, he can't teach him the same way because he's not the same. He's not going to learn the same. He's not going to fight the same. But he mm-hmm. still can teach him something based on who he is. So that one's kind of a... What would like, you call that change? Um, a like a self confidence, but a different kind of self confidence from Neville. It's mm-hmm. a self esteem, self acceptance. I'd say, I'd say you go along with self acceptance and um, um, just self awareness, even. Yeah, self awareness, <clears throat> like not trying to be who you aren't. It's a lot of words. I feel like there should be a better word for that, but. Be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Shifu's also a dynamic... He's a dynamic mentor character that I think works really well. Um, what changes does Shifu make? Well, he's all like, you know, grumpy and dismissive. I think he kind of has the, the same realization just from the other end, except Poe um, for who he is. 
and Poe is accepting like he himself for who he is. he what he must do to help Poe. Yeah, and, you know, he learns that he, he overcomes his... I think overcoming tragedies is also another change that they can have. He overcomes his tragedy of the betrayal of Tai Long, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he tra- taught Tai Long. He used to be, you know, happy, um, awesome, more Mr. Miyagi-like until Tai Long went evil and that scarred him and he was never quite the same. Then he became strict, no-nonsense Master Shifu. But then Poe came back and through his realization of Poe, he overcame that past tragedy. And brought the nonsense back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Wrestling around for a dumpling. <laughs> he became no nonsense <laughs> uh, But then you gotta think, who's the true mentor character? Shifu or Uguay? Um, I'd mentor say... Mentor of the mentor? Yeah, Shif- uh, Uguay is a static mentor character, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and that's probably just because he doesn't get enough screen time. Well, no, he gets plenty of screen time. He doesn't... No, he's he's just a static mentor character. Mm-hmm. Scratch that. Yeah. So we got two ends of the mentor character spectrum. Got the dynamic one that, yeah. Uguay on one end, Shifu on the other. Yeah, and Uguay's just a good, you know, Mr. Miyagi, full of wisdom, kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's a good static mentor, but we have a dynamic mentor. Any other dynamic mentors you can think of? The contrast are Dumbledore's, Gandalf's. Any other mentors you can think of? <laughs> mentor. I mean, most books have some sort of... Most mm-hmm. books and movies have some sort of mentor character. Like, Spider-Man's got Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. but he dies. So, pretty static. Um, you know what would be so cool? What? Uh, in the story of, like... Well, so we had this idea of making the audio novel of Mason's life, but he narrates it all like like you you explain it. You can really, yeah, okay. So we had this really complicated idea. It started with us just as friends joking, like if our life was a TV show, what role would everyone play? You know, uh, Weston, you were the mentor character. <laughs> For some reason, they decided I would be the main character, even though we took like a personality quiz the other day in English class. And I'm not really a main character personality type, but, you know, that's beside the point. Um, we need to go through and decide all the roles again. Dude, I, I'm totally the, like, the commander's totally the mentor. Your personality thing works. I don't know why they chose why they chose me. But, I mean, switch it up a little. Keep it interesting. Yeah. You know, choose a whatever the heck I was, I-N-T-J or something. Um, yeah. Uh, it works. And I don't remember what everyone else was. You know, Lando was like tragic best friend death or something like that. <laughs> yeah. We 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 got really specific, um, but but it's like, so I'm I'm the main character, right? And it's from my point of view, but it's kind of like pretending that it's from everyone's point of view, but it's all filtered through the lens of my brain. So. Um, so you're not getting what's actually happening. You're getting what's happening to Mason, like through his yeah, brain. yeah, through my brain. But like, it's it's filtered through me, but it's pretending that it's not. It's pretending that everyone's the main character, even though I'm the main character. Um, so like, we'll get like, you know, those some of those shows get like the the voiceovers of people's thoughts, right? And it's those people's thoughts, but it's what I think their thoughts are. So it's kind of a very distorted, biased view 
of life and it'd just be kind of an interesting exploration of their thoughts as what I imagine their thoughts are. Really complicated to explain. Um, but but I think it'd be cool. Did I leave anything out? Nah, that sounded like the gist of it. So like if it if it ever got produced, if we, you know, wrote some scripts, got some money, it would it would be like there'd be voiceovers and it'd be me like doing an impersonation of that person, doing their thoughts. Because like in the old shows, you know, characters at different points would have voiceovers of their of their thoughts. So that the audience can know that. So that the audience can know what they're thinking. Or they're just their inner voice. But So it's you speaking their inner voice for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of how my brain works. I kind of like imagine, oh, what's this person thinking? And I try and figure it out. So mm. it would be semi-accurate to to real life. Yeah, like Kind of like almost like a psychologist trying to be a psychic. Yeah, but like not not like on purpose. They're not like, oh, I'm a mm. psychic, you know. But it's just kind of like more subconscious, just part of their process. And... You know, shenanigans would ensue as they do in TV shows and comedy, tragedy, the the usual mix. But uh, yeah, that that's that's the weird ideas we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dynamic mentor characters. Oh yeah. Um. Well, let, let's go through. I I could go through all my Novel Brandon ones. Sanderson stuff. So Wheel of Time. You've got Moraine as a mentor character um, who is dynamic, except that she spends most of the series mostly dead. Um, mostly dead? So it's really hard to say. I'd have to go like analyze it deeply for static slash dynamic-ish, but I'm going to go with static off the top of my head. Any Wheel of Time fans out there, correct me on Moraine if she's not mostly dead. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, if she's not static um let's see stormlight archive uh kaladin his mentor is kind of dalinar um and dalinar is a very dynamic character because stormlight archive kaladin's like the main character main character but everyone else is almost as main as him a lot of the time um yeah dalinar very dynamic character changes a lot learns a lesson overcomes all these different tragedies uh, works through some stuff, and also serves as a mentor to Kaladin. Um, Teft, another mentor to Kaladin, is very dynamic. Um, yeah, so I think I think uh, Brandon Sanderson likes his dynamic mentor characters because he likes all of his characters to be dynamic. I can't really think of any Sanderson character that doesn't have some sort of character arc. Um, at least not like main character. All his main characters has character arcs and the main characters are mentors to each other. Um, let's see, what else? We got the Mistborn series. Kelsier is a mentor figure who is maybe less dynamic than the other ones that I named off, but somewhat dynamic. What he learns is, you know, he's kind of like, let's overthrow the government, viva la revolution, nobles heads in a basket. Um, but then over the series, he kind of softens to that. He's like, you know, these are people too. And even though they've oppressed us, they're not, you know, they're not a a monolith They're Some of them are different. Some of them are better. And revenge is not always 
the answer. We need to make sure we're doing this for the right motives. That's kind of his arc. So it's a little bit less. He's still like Viva La Revolution at the end, but Viva La Revolution and not everyone's head in the basket. Except for his because he dies. Spoilers for Mistborn. Um, Great thing to say after you spoil. (laughs) Yes, yes. I don't know. If you can't think of any, we could talk about spoilers. Um, I can think of... There's one other that I know, just off the top of my head. It's another anime. It's called Assassination Classroom. It's a it's a very interesting one. Have I told you about it before? No. I just finished watching it like uh, yesterday or something like that. But basically, there's this being who uh, like blows up the moon. Oh. And he comes to Earth and threatens to blow it, blow the earth up by the by march or wherever whenever uh and so his the only thing that he wants to do is teach a classroom of junior high kids and so that the classroom that he teaches is called the assassination classroom and their goal is to assassinate him by before he can blow up the earth and so because he's just like i'm gonna blow up the earth try your best to assassinate me class and so like the government gets on it but then like no one else knows about it they keep it very quieted down but uh, they call him koro sensei and he is like one of the he's a really good mentor character because except like evil yeah except he's like Kind of, you kind of learn throughout the story. Spoilers. There's just going to be a ton of spoilers in this. We probably should have said that at the beginning, but we'll yeah, say that now. that's okay. Don't listen if you don't want anything ever spoiled. <laughs> Click off. No, just don't listen to the rest. We need the listens. Yeah. Anyways. He, um, so in the end, you kind of learn that he doesn't have a choice. That So he was like just... He was, uh, he was an expert assassin. Like, he was, they called him the Reaper. He was who other people would call if their assassins all failed. He was, like, the be-all, end-all of assassins. But then he got he got caught, he got betrayed by his protege. And then he was subject to biological testing, and it made him, like, super-powered. Like, he could, like, travel at Mach 20. He has weird yellow tentacles. He's like a slime monster kind of weird dude. It's an anime after all. Anime is weird. <laughs> anime is weird. <laughs> but then, so the just the way that his body works, it is going to blow up by the end of March, and he has no say in it. Mm. And uh, so one of the peop one of the people in his life, um, while he was being experimented on, the only person who was kind to him was his, like, first love. Like, she was basically his... almost his CNA, basically. Huh. And uh, so, like, he fell for her, she fell for him. But then, as he escaped, uh, there were, like, traps set around the building. She fell into one of them and died. Oh, no. So he blames himself for it. And she was a teacher of this class called E-Class, which is this, it's a very, uh, 
prestigious junior high. Like, it's, like, where all the really rich parents send their kids, like, all the super smart kids get in there. And the E class is where they send all the nobodies, like, all the kids. It's, like, the point of it is to be, like, you don't want to end up in E class. You better study hard. So they're, like, the examples of what not to do. So they, like, just treat them like trash and um, just don't give them, like, all the funding they need and whatever. But then Koro Sensei comes in and just teaches all of them how to be the best them that they can be. And they end up like beating A class in all these competitions and stuff, which is like a super huge deal. And it's just really, he's such a good mentor, partly because he can like travel at Mach 20 and like uh, help everyone at the same time with their individual needs instead of teaching a classroom the one need. Is he dynamic? He is very static. Like, at least through the show, like, like with his past... Was a different person, but, like, at his time as a mentor, was static. Yeah, at the time, at the start of the show to the end of the show, he's static. In the past, he was a bad dude. And then he's very static, but he's super well-rounded, especially at the last few episodes when he really learned his backstory and where he came from. And, yeah, that's my little spiel on that. All right. Don't know what point I had in saying that, but I guess... I mean, now we all are a lot more educated on the anime assassination classroom than I expected to be when I woke up this morning, so... Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe we could just finish off today's episode by what's our definition of static? Like, what is it that is not changing for a character to be static? What is it that is changing? Because I don't think it's personality, though that could be a part of it. But I think if someone's personality is the same, that doesn't necessarily make them not static. static. Maybe it's more of like a change of heart or motivation. So the thing that motivates them is... Like, let's think. Luke, who's a really dynamic character who changes? We talked about this already. Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller. Yes, he does change. What's his motivation at the start of Ferris Bueller? Is to never disobey his parents. parents. Yeah. And what's his motivation at the end? Um, to, to please himself, I guess. Not, not like in a bad way, but, uh, to, but like to, to be independent. Yeah. To be independent, to do what he knows is best for him and, and to stand up for himself, kind of like a Neville Longbottom kind of thing. I don't know. Hear me out here. If the change in them, be it personality or morals or motivation, if it causes them to make a decision differently at the end of the story than they would have made at the beginning then they can be said to have changed. So like if they if it's a major decision, like like not like have orange juice or milk for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, but if if it's a plot relevant decision. Plot relevant, that's a better term. So like, I mean, the whole point of the story could be like, oh no, you know, orange juice shortage and so I have to choose this milk. and I have to go through this struggle and then at the end I choose milk. Like then that would be a dynamic character. Mm-hmm. Plot relevant. So if they're faced with that same choice at the beginning, and they chose one way, then they're faced with the same choice at the end, and they would have chosen differently, then um, 
then they can be said depth changed. How does that sound for a like definition a, of it? Well, I mean, let's just go back to the Ferris Bueller example. Ferris, at the end of the day, if he got an opportunity like that again, he would have done the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the choice at the end of the story, uh, what's, the, what's the choice he faces to... Like at the end-ish? Yeah, at the end. Something, something he chooses to do at the end, he would have chosen to do the same thing at the beginning. Yeah. You know, when he's running home or something, he... Would have... Every step he would have taken would have been, would have been the same. Whereas Cameron, at the beginning of the story, you know, he's all reluctant to go out. Whereas at the end of the story, been like, you know, yeah, I need to live my life. Um, I can't let my dad boss me around and my parents. Um, if the choices at the end of the story had been put to him at the beginning, he would have been like, no, no way. Like, kicking the car. He never would have done that at the end. But after mm-hmm. spending that time with Ferris and learning about himself a little bit, he did do that. Does that seem like a fair definition? I think that's more of a way to tell if they're uh, not necessarily a definition. Yeah, so I guess we haven't really pinned pin down yet what has changed, but we've pinned down how to tell if they have changed. I know, my, my thing with that is I feel like there's not one thing that's changed. It could be personality, it mm-hmm. could be motivation, it could be morality. It Just could a be change. Any change that's, that's big relevant. enough... To make them make a plot-relevant decision differently. Boom. Boom. Got it. We have defined static versus dynamic character. It only took the better part of an hour. That's how we do it here on RailsIn. That's how we do it on RailsIn. And uh, I guess with that, we'll see you all later. And we forgot to do our outro, so uh, take it away, Weston. Oh no, Mason. We're running out of rails. Rails? Where we're going, we don't need rails.